Wait. Madison. Please, put it down. We're not gonna hurt you. You can trust us. You need help? Hell, you need the car, we'll give it to you. Stuart and Scott. Welcome to another episode of the Fear Me podcast. This is episode 107. Yep. Hello. Hello. So what are you drinking? I am drinking a beer from Otter Creek Brewing out of uh, Vermont um, called Free Flow IPA, a mind-melting India Pale Ale. I don't know about the mind-melting thing, um, but it's a tasty beverage. I will say that it's it's a good IPA. I mean, it's a good IPA. It's got it's definitely got uh, a lot of Christmas to it. Um, oh, really? I don't know if I'd like that. Well, it's it's the West Coast type kind of IPA. It's funny because it's coming from New England, but it does taste to me to be more of a West Coast IPA than a New England IPA. So um, by Christmas, do you mean it mean has cinnamon in it or something? Crisp. Oh, Christmas! Not Christmas! Not Christmas! No, no, it's not Christmas. I thought you There's said. There's no Christmas. mistletoe in there. <laughs> No wonder. Okay, then it would be good. Never mind everything yes, I said. Yes, yes, yes. It's got a, it's, yeah, it's a nice Christmas to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's got some of that, those potpourri chips in there. It does. <laughs> they get stuck in your teeth, though. It sucks. Kim, <laughs> uh, what are you drinking, sweetie? All right, I'm drinking Mandarina IPA from mm. the Highland Brewing Company out of Asheville, North Carolina. It's nice. a fresh, zesty orange, and it actually is fresh and zesty and it's really good it's only a five percent it's very easy to drink very smooth it's not overwhelming at any in any shape or form Great. in other words you could drink several of these and mm-hmm. nice nice what's the uh what's the punch on that one only a five that's good that's yeah. nice Stu, what are you drinking i have monday night brewing's uh new release i'm on a boat the I'm golden ale, yeah, mm-hmm. and it is actually uh, buoyant, refreshing, and smooth, as it says on the side of the can. <laughs> <laughs> and so, is it? And this, is, so yeah, that's uh, related to the you know Adam Sandberg SNL short, the mm-hmm. I'm on a boat. Gotcha. So, yeah, it's it's actually very good. Just just don't throw it on the ground, all right? <laughs> not throwing this one on the ground. Throwing it down, not on the ground. Gotcha. What's the verdict, Kimmy? It's not good after drinking the orange one. No, it's a it is it's a gold nail, so you know it's going to be more malty. Yep. Yeah. But it's it's definitely got a much richer flavor than your normal uh, golden ale, I would say. <laughs> and it comes in at a whopping four point eight. Nice. Wow. Mm-hmm. So not too bad. Okay. No, that's good. Cool. That's good. All right, let's talk about Fear the Walking Dead season four, episode two, another day in the diamond. Batter up. What did you think? Um, I tell you what, I thought it was a strong episode. At first, when I saw the vultures, I thought that maybe they were a little bit too familiar. Mm-hmm. But, 
you know, number one, I have faith that they'll do something interesting with them. And, and number two, I also, you know, as I, especially after I watched the show the second time, I actually liked their, their gig a little bit better. I mean, I, I thought the, the lawn chairs and the beer and the, Mm. and the casual nature of things were, was funny. And, and the guy on the bicycle, it kind of, believe me or not, it, it, I mean, they were much more interesting initially for me than the saviors were. Uh, the saviors yeah. were just kind of thugs. These guys were seemed to be a little bit more finesse involved. Um, mm-hmm. In some ways, it kind of reminded me of the uh, from the Marvel comics, the the old circus of crime, as they yeah. would roll into town and they'd start performing and all this stuff, and you, you knew bad things were ahead. Yeah. Um, but I'm also not a hundred percent convinced that those guys are going to be necessarily really bad guys. I don't know. I know that's the one thing I was wondering about when they rolled in and they are setting up their camp. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they have kind of an ominous feel about them, but are they just letting people go in and out of the gates without really doing anything to them? Yeah. That's what it seems like. I mean, are they, they're, they're like. just actually not going to do anything to them. They're just going to sit there and wait until their plans fail. They're vultures. I mean, that could be a fruitless adventure, though, right? I mean... They could be sitting there for a very long time. Evidently, well, the way they, they, they talk, are ready to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, the way they talk, that's what they've done plenty of times. I mean, it's it's nothing new, and evidently, it, they're pretty confident in how this will turn out. Um, now, they could be talking more bluster than anything. But they have to be doing something to sway the gauge a little bit i would think you There's know like be some pressure later. yeah i mean they right. gotta be doing some stuff like at night to like oh maybe we'll shut their water off here and there or, i mean they play music well, i don't night. think they're going to be i don't think they'll be letting them go out foraging and stuff like yeah. that you know they may let them walk out out of the gate up to them or something like that but i doubt they're going to be letting them run around the, the countryside looking for supplies right the idea is to is to wait them to out squeeze them yeah I, I yep. have to I have to say that was probably my favorite part of the episode too was seeing Mel and that group show up. Mm-hmm. Um, although they did for for guys that um, are not that threatening, they sure made a threatening entrance. Mm-hmm. They're very intimidating. <laughs> well, yeah, especially they all, with all turn the lights on at the yeah, same time. Exactly, so. turn the yeah. lights on and get into position. And yeah. it's like what? What's wrong? Yep. Man in the truck. <laughs> no. And I also I also really like Charlie. The, the the spy saboteur that was in their camp. I thought that was... I, I was definitely caught off guard with that one. I was not expecting that. And yeah. and I thought that was a really cool twist. Um, and I have a feeling that, you know, uh, there's going to be a soft part dealing with Charlie at some point in there. So, some you know, we'll, we'll just have to see how it's going to play out. But, um, you know, one other thing I really thought was cool, too, is... It seems like it's one thing they're starting to do this season with the um, title intros is when you see the title intros, you get a brief glimpse of what's ahead in the story. Because in the the first episode, we got to see John and his campfire um, under the title. And in this one, you got to see the Vulture's caravan driving in the background. Yeah, I think it's a really cool touch. I agree. And yeah, Kim and I were talking about that at the start, too. I hope they keep that up because it is, yeah, they're kind of showcasing the environment around and mm-hmm. yeah. that very start um but it's capturing kind of the the uh, macro mm-hmm. view of everything that's with a little sur- surrealism thrown in there yes too. exactly yep. well yep. also with the new song that they've chosen i, mm-hmm. I kind of hope they keep that because it's very somber type mm-hmm. music compared to what kind of show we're going to be watching mm-hmm. um with walkers and everything so it's like a dichotomy of like 
Is this a good thing, or are we getting ready to be scared? Right. And and the Fear of the Walking Dead logo mm-hmm. is still pretty intact mm-hmm. compared to the Walking Dead. Where I they still are do. I have to admit, though, I still do miss that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought that too. was really cool. To tell you the truth. Yeah. Um, but but anyway, I'm I'm digging this all right too. What did Kim? What did you think of the episode? I liked it. Um, I. I don't know. There's still something kind of missing from the whole show for me. I don't know what it is quite yet, but I did like the episode. I really like Jenna Elfman's character. Yeah. Um, Naomi. And I really like the vultures. I, I like the whole baseball stadium. I like everything that's been going on in the past 365 days where, where we're leading up to. And then I like the vultures, how... They're kind of throwing a wrench into everything that these people have worked so hard to achieve since we last saw them. I'm very, very curious about all the time jump and what has happened in between each of the time jumps, Um, especially why and how our group has gotten to the point where they're now um, confronting Morgan and Al and uh, John. Um, So... I'm just really curious to see where they're going to take all of this. So, yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I'm, I tell you what, I love almost anything Jenna Elfman's in. She does a great job. I hope she gets to bring a little bit of humor to the character like she does normally with the characters she has. She's I pretty think she serious already did. In, but she's pretty serious in the this whole, one. Well, the whole shower thing was pretty funny. Oh, yeah, that's true. And it was a straight-laced funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to see her bring a little bit more of that Jenna Elfman fun, though. Because she always does a really good job of that. Stu, what did you think of the of the episode in general? Uh, I thought it was good. It was a little slow for my taste. I mean, it definitely felt more like set up other than the stuff with Mel. I mm-hmm. mean, I, I, I enjoyed that. But um, I was more excited to see what's going to happen in the next episode than I mm-hmm. was when I was watching this one, even you know watching it twice. Uh, but it, it was well done, and I, I can't necessarily fault them for... How it feels slow at times, because, I mean, that's just kind of the environment you're in at this point, you know, so you kind of have to give that feeling to it. Uh, It was cool, again, uh, when they did switch over towards the end um, to now. Right. In the big, bold type. Yeah, instead Um, of before in the original one. Yeah, that again, that they did change the, um, like we were talking about, the whole uh, tone of the, Mm -hmm. the video. It went from brown and warm to more of a cold, yes. kind of kind of look to it. Not cold, but like it was. But a definitely washed out, colors. washed out colors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. more, yeah, more neutral very, colors. Very, yeah, definitely. It, it felt much much grungier. So it, you know, it'll be interesting to see moving forward if there is kind of that time switch uh, that they're keying with with some of that coloration change, you know, mm-hmm. in the storyline. If they end up going back, you know, you you know that we're in the past stuff that we're catching up on when everything's nice and warm and comfortable although comfort may have (laughs) bit the dust Mm -hmm. after this episode it doesn't seem seem like they're gonna have much more comfortable after this yeah yeah so well i think you know i do think you're you're right in the way that they're doing the the um flashback now in the past we've kind of had some problems with some of the flashbacks they've done on the walking dead and stuff like Mm -hmm. that getting on our nerves but I, so far, this one's not bothering me at all. Um, yeah, same. I think, yeah, how they opened up the whole episode and everybody has their own bed. Yeah. 
sheets cover you know it's like and everybody's in this nice kind of warm and it almost feels like everybody's at the beach yeah you know like you know and the with like the warm light coming in the room and it's like everybody has like their own room their own beds and everybody's just super comfortable yeah. i almost i almost have a um i have mixed feelings a little bit about the vultures um not that i didn't enjoy their entry and so forth but I was almost, there was a little bit of me that was almost like, ah, man, maybe wait another episode before you introduce the bad guys. You know? Yeah. Um, maybe we had jumped into the, the bad guys showing up too fast. Because, I mean, I wanted to kind of see more about, you know, them going through their life in the camp and so forth. Yeah. Now a little all bit of interest, it's a, but... Yeah, but now it's camp under siege. I think we would have been a little bit bored to just see everyday life for an entire episode. It was nice... To see, like they're now struggling with the, the the weevils that have destroyed the crops. They're realizing that not just one crop is destroyed, but the entire crop, which means now they're going to have to scavenge. And now they've got the vultures outside. So how does that even work? Do you think? Um, do you think that the uh, one quick question? Do you think that um, Charlie planted the weevils? I don't know. I thought that. I thought that. Yeah, there could be something mischievous about that. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Because uh, it seemed like, um, what was it Mel? Is that the guy? The, yeah. The vulture leader or whatever? Seemed to be pretty comfortable with the topic of, of weevils. Yeah, well, I you know, part of uh, uh, the information getting out was there was that one scene where Charlie's sitting there with the radio. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so exactly. So she's messing with it. So, I mean, yeah, I kind of thought the same thing you're thinking that, oh, well, maybe, oh, well, maybe they did introduce those two but i i was also thinking well maybe they're just understand you know they have that information because she was telling them over the radio yeah they're good it could be it could be but it goes back to it goes back to what i was saying that it it seems like these people are they don't just sit there and wait they cause some of this to happen yes they're not Mm -hmm. just gonna they're not just gonna sit there and say oh well we've been at other many other communities where everything failed it's like well what are the chances right but but what do you think about Charlie? Like, I'm still kind of, I think you said it, Scott, that you're kind of on the fence about her. Like, I feel maybe she got kind of excited, a bit happy when she was talking to Madison about the school days. Like, when she was asking her what her favorites were and mm-hmm. what her least favorites were. There was a little bit of a smile. But then once we find out that she's on the opposite side, like, you don't know if that smile... Uh, was a devious smile. <laughs> well, I think Luciana uh, uh, pulled at some of those heartstrings a little bit too when she with the came, book? yeah when she came out there with the book. I, I you know I think that that Charlie may have um, uh, she may have she didn't seem real excited when Mel got there either. No, she I didn't. Mean, you know, and I'm I'm wondering if she's got um, uh, you know she's reluctant to be with with Mel's group and anything really. I wonder if she's kind of like, uh, what's her name on The Walking Dead? Carl's Enid. girlfriend, Enid. You know, mm. that maybe she doesn't want to be really in any of this stuff, but she's going along with it, you know. I mean, she didn't, yeah. it, she didn't look like she was unhappy to be there. I, I, I don't, I don't, I didn't feel that she felt like she, she was being oppressed there or anything like that. But she well, wasn't real excited about it either. As a mom and a mom to girls... My red flags were going up all over the place because I'm like, okay, uh, she's the only girl I see amongst the vultures, first of all, female. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, what What is that? What are they doing? What does that mean uh. to her? Um, 
she does seem like she's happy when he tells her that he's got new music for her. She cracks a little bit of a smile, but it's almost like a slave type thing. Like he's brainwashed her into being comfortable and kind of wanting to be there because they are protecting her. They're providing her with the things that she needs and some of the things that she wants. She but what records. else is going on? Yeah, but what else is going on? Well, and we don't know if this me. is just a small part of their group. You know, maybe they they have a right. camp somewhere and so forth. One thing though that did strike me is um, they did talk about that there weren't a lot of people in that area. Um, you would think that people would notice this big group. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. If yeah, especially if all these banners are popping up everywhere. Right. And right. these guys yeah. don't move. They're not going to be moving around mm-hmm. quietly. No, you're right. Not in RVs. That's a good right. point. Now, when I did find, um, I know you guys thought it was a little slow, but I did find the scenes with the um, uh, oil tanks and so forth actually to be pretty pretty cool. And oh, yeah, I, I like those too. And I loved uh, picking up, you know, after, you know, going through the episode the first time, when I went back the second time, picking out all the little things that showed you that the vultures had been there. You know, like when... Uh, um, when Jenna Elfman's character runs up the stairs of the of the oil drum. You see those forks hanging there and stuff like that, which they would use to lure the dead up to mm-hmm. the top. Yep. You know, and, and the, the speakers and the speakers, and the speakers, speakers at the top. At the exactly. Top too, yeah. Yeah. You know that kind of stuff was kind of cool to to realize once you clued in a little bit to what was going on. It's all about using the music. Yep. To move the dead around. They certainly got a lot in there, huh? 157, yeah, well, is that what it said? Yeah, and they feel like they are helping everybody out by doing this, so people need to be paying them back. Yep. So so you agree the number they're putting on there is the number of walkers that they trap, right? Yes. Because <laughs> well, it looked like 12 went in the truck. 12 went yeah, in the, the truck, and that's why it was listed as that. And then so, you had... So we were to believe there's 157 walkers in this. Was it 100? Drums. I thought it said 400. No, it's Did it say 157. Um, I thought it said 400. Oh, 457. Yeah, okay. 457. Well, remember that the, the, all the tanks were filled. Could yeah. you remember they started all of a sudden making a lot of noise in there, um, and that's when uh, uh, Lucy was starting to say, you know, we need to get out of here. Yeah. You right. No yep. shit. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so those all those tanks were full of them, evidently. No shit, Lucy. Well, they picked the right one to fall into then, right? If yeah, the one that, that didn't one only have had many. a handful. Right. Unless, you know, unless... No, actually, I was going to say, unless some of them fell apart already, but they hadn't been in there that long. So now I want to go back and look at the first episode and see... Do you remember what number was on the... Yeah, it was like... Um, 51. 51 or something? 51. Yeah. On the trailers? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So those were the ones that were trapped inside the trailers. Got it. Right. And they do that little U thing underneath, mm-hmm. so it's yeah. like they're trapped in. Yeah, it's inside, yeah. inside yeah. of that. Yeah, nice. Why do you think they leave the flags though? Just for themselves? Well, it's like a warning people? of what's inside. They're mm-hmm. marking. There's a bunch of walkers that we put inside here. But nobody else is going to know what that means. No, but it's like uh, it's like people putting um, mark on the side of their plane when they shoot shoot another plane down. You know, it's like they're they're marking you know what they've accomplished. But at the same time, they're also, you know, they're they're. Um, they're warning people. Well, that's, that's what I was going to say. I mean, I'm not convinced that they're not, that at least in their minds, that they're not helping people by doing that. You know, that that they're marking it so people will learn. Of course, it would be good if you wrote, um, you know, 51 <laughs> dead in here. But, A descriptive uh, word. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. But... Um, like, don't go in dead inside or yeah. something like that? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Perfect. That would, that would work. 
Yeah, and, and, you know, and evidently the bicycler is really particular about his handwriting because he had some he, the numbers on these flags were pretty nicely written out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I liked how he he got the he corralled the walkers in the truck. So they must have like mm-hmm. a trap door at the front mm-hmm. that he can get through. That was I liked cool. his skipping around and so forth. I mean, he was like a jester. I mean, it was like a, a traveling circus. That's, yeah, I think that's where yeah, where you're, for like your first comment show. where yeah. he's, you know, it, this is the circus that comes in cuz he does come in and he's kind of showing his trick. Yeah, you, you want to hear Yeah. Right. Instead, we got classical music. But yeah. it, and it also goes back to your point that you've brought up many times on the podcast of why is it so hard to get away from these things? And he's just <laughs> riding around them on a bike. Yeah, right. <laughs> and they're the you know, just right out of arm's length. They're not getting him. And he's not worried at all. No. He shouldn't be. Hmm. And no, he's no. just using music. They're following him into the truck. And it's like, boom, that's it. They did it at, in uh, Walking Dead. What was the uh, the trap that was set up by... Uh, I forget who it was. The guys that had like the cannery trucks or whatever, and it was in the fence, fenced area that Daryl and then went yeah, in. Yeah, and yeah, they yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. The oh, food right. storage so facility. Right. Yeah. yeah. What was that the? That wolves? was the wolves. Yeah. yeah. That was the yeah. Wolves. It was the wolves. That was and, when Morgan when, got into. When they had to reset the trap, they just played the music again. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And they all went back in the traps. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's been used. It's been used before. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm hoping. I'm hoping that that we're not just getting a uh, a softer, more passive uh, uh, savior group. I know. You know, because that would be disappointing. But uh, I, I I have faith that it isn't. I think I think we've probably got something a little newer here. Although Negan would be happy, he's at the the baseball diamond. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Batter up. Finally, with his bat. Oh my gosh! I did. Oh, do you think they did that on purpose? No, 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 no. no, no I no. seriously doubt it. I seriously doubt mm. it. No, no, that was. I just... mean, the baseball diamond is perfect place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But especially wow. since it's co- covered in barbed wire. Yes, that's funny. You know, speaking of the <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> speaking of the the baseball diamond, that is a perfect place. Like when you're. In the apocalypse, especially when you're in Texas, where it doesn't seem like there's very much stuff. I've never been to Texas, so correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. But seems like a lot of desert area and not very many buildings. Probably now, not very many if, people. If they're in yeah. West, if they're in West Texas, there's nothing out there. No, there's nothing out there. So but if you're near Dallas, Houston, there's yeah. nothing but everything out there. Right. <laughs> it's but nothing mean, but built. You can't get out of the city there. It just keeps going and going and going. They're pretty lucky that they found a place like that, and it seems pretty posh, and there yeah. aren't that many people with their group Lots yet. of Cracker Jacks, hopefully. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that the town was that they went and, and went to look at was really empty. And, mm-hmm. and, and so I guess the, you know, these... Uh, vultures do a damn good job of rounding up the dead because i mean yeah, they're, they're quite useful people yeah i mean it's interesting i mean i haven't seen i guess the only guy we've ever seen that really rounded up a huge amount like that and moved him was troy at one point mm. yeah when he true. was bombing all right and i guess rick did that too when they had the, the herd that they brought around the road and so forth remember they were guiding them away yeah. from there yep so yeah it can be done it can be done. I did think it was funny, though, because, you know, they spent a lot of time emphasizing the fact that they could round these things up with sound. But the walkers that were out in the parking lot outside of the baseball stadium would react to some sounds, but wouldn't react to other sounds at all. Mm-hmm. 
you know, yeah. I mean, they, they, they shoot a baseball out there that explodes, so they go walking towards that, but yet they drive out behind them. You don't see any of them turning around to look at the mm-hmm. car that's driving yep. behind them. Good point. I thought that, you know, wasn't quite played out as well as it could be. And Maddie's but. in there hammering like crazy. Mm-hmm. And yeah. It doesn't, it always looks like, from the camera views, when they showed the stadium, it always looked like the walkers were walking away from the stadium. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I was like, why the hell are they walking away from the stadium? Yeah. Although I do have to say that when they shot that baseball, I thought that was a great use of a pitching machine. It was a great use that of a pitching awesome. machine. That was awesome. That was very cool. I but love it, that. But it's also kind of sad that they're not teaching the kids in there how to play baseball. Well, you know, the diamond's being used for gardens. Ah, really. that's a shame. See, that's not Machinery. the proper use of a diamond. Come on. <laughs> but how ingenious that they figured out to hollow out the uh, the ball. Mm-hmm. What did they, they put explosives in it, I oh, guess? Yeah, it yeah. looked like they put like M- M80s or something like that in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. I hope they use that as some sort of weapon. Mm. And they start shooting baseballs at the Mel. Vultures. Yeah, Mel and his people. Maybe they'll yeah. capture him at some time, some point, and they use that to torture him. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Keep beaming him in the head with a baseball. That's right. Perfect. Right. Yeah, you know, I. <laughs> yeah. Scott's like, shut the hell up. Yeah, we're not we're not going anywhere with that one. No. no, no. Um, yes. I'm sorry. I've already left the conversation. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sure, Stuart. <laughs> um. What's his face, Nick? <laughs> Stuart's the showstopper. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I'm here for. <laughs> we still oh have that lingering question of what happened to our group after the season finale when the dam blew. And we find out that Nick is pretty traumatized mm-hmm. and will not even leave the baseball diamond. I, can, I don't know why I keep saying the baseball diamond. The stadium. <laughs> Because the baseball diamond leave. sounds nice. Yeah, I know, but they're we never living say in the, that. He leaves they're living the field. in the diamond. <laughs> At points, he leaves the field. <laughs> but for someone who was so into, first of all, being alone and being amongst the dead and being and covering a traveler. himself with yeah, right. and covering himself with guts and interacting, um, to go from that to a person who has now walled himself off essentially from. Everything outside of his whose world. world revolves around turnips. By the way, what is the fascination with turnips in these Walking Dead shows? I have no they're, idea. I think they're easy to grow, like radishes. Well, it's got to be you a know? running joke. I think. I think it's, it's like a running inside joke with the with the whole bunch yeah, of them that they always yeah, talk like about turn, turnips. Yeah. <laughs> who the hell eats turnips? Right. Exactly. And I don't know anybody who eats a turnip. No, no. I mean, that's my probably, ancestors did. That may be the that may be the joke. I mean, that may be the inside joke. They're talk, mm-hmm. always talking about a vegetable that no one wants to eat. Uh, that would suck being in the apocalypse and having to eat turnips all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Especially if you got well, one just thrown in your lap, and especially if you still can't even grow that crappy vegetable. Yeah. <laughs> there were a lot ups. A lot. A lot. A lot ups. Turnips. A lot of turnips. <laughs> yes. There were a lot of close-ups of the turnips um, yeah. that I don't feel like we needed to see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You didn't get into rotting food? <laughs> I mean, were we supposed to be able to see the weevils in that? Yeah. I, I'm not. You didn't maybe, see the weevils? I don't know. You didn't see them? No, we- I saw some flies. No, no, no. There was one scene you could see them coming in and out of the turnips. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see that. 
But still, I don't think we needed that many close-ups of these vegetables no, no. and this, the ground. Yeah, I felt like we were supposed to be seeing something in the turnip, like a president's face or something. <laughs> you know, it's like... <laughs> Jesus, I'm not sure. Jesus Christ on a turnip. Yeah, yeah I'm not sure Everybody why. will be coming they for miles and miles away. Did seem to have a lot of close-ups of the turnip. Oh, like, yeah. I believe them. Yeah, they're exactly. Not, they're not doing well. You don't have to well, they were, yeah, they were, But they were, they were going back and forth from those images to something else, and I'm trying to remember. Was it building that, building the room or whatever for Charlie? That they kept going mm-hmm. to, and then they would fa- then they would switch over to looking at the vegetables dying and so forth. To, and I'm not it. sure. I think yeah, it was I mean, during um, they were playing music or whatever, and it it was supposed to signify, I guess, their dilemma. Mm-hmm. So that's why they kept going back to it. Well, but, there was, a, I mean, there was a lot of obviously when Nick and Charlie ah, were talking. Right. It was also no. It was also at the same time that they were showing like um, when Lucy walked the book out to. Oh, right. The van that Charlie was they in. Showed, they showed uh, Nick had dug up another one, was looking at the roots. Mm-hmm. And I was like, is that bad or is that good? I couldn't tell. Because yeah. it was like it still had roots. Because they were saying the weevils were eating the roots. So Well, you have to assume because it was bad Mel stuff. Had, had just said, you might want to check your other crops. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. they're he probably was, affected too. But he was still checking a turnip, I think. I, still, I, I suspect, though, that they, that they set that. That was part of the plan. They sabotaged to, it. Yeah, sabotaged yeah. Their, their food supply. Um, because, you know, if they, if they were in there and they were about to you know, be self-sufficient, then they could hold out in there a long time. Yep. Yeah. I had the feeling that Madison was getting very involved with Charlie. Mm-hmm. Emotionally. Right. As well as... So was Nick. Know, just trying... Yes. Um, and it was almost like she had become their little sister and daughter. And I think... I think we're going to see some fallout mm-hmm. from that. Oh, it was major portrayal. It was major betrayal. Yeah. yeah, I have a feeling Charlie might end up with them again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, she definitely when when um, Luciana went out there with the book, you could definitely see Charlie had that like puppy dog look in the yeah. in the glass, like she wanted to go back out there with him in a way. I think she just so, wanted a puppy dog. Yeah, maybe that was that was <laughs> a problem. <laughs> but back to back to Nick, because. I was going to say some stuff about him. About, and um, back to Nick. <laughs> how he's walled himself off inside the stadium. And then he gets the nerve to go yes. out in the truck. Yes. And then he crashes the damn truck. Right. You know, actually, before that pole. even happens, when, when this whole thing is being introduced, that Nick is not going outside, and there's that point where they open the gates, and he walks, they show that scene, it's like an aerial yeah. view. Yeah. And he's just standing there. And the gate closes. And they close the gate, and he's only like a foot away. So, I mean, he's just. There's something keeping him in. There's there's like a a barrier. It's a psychological barrier for him. Yep. Yep. Well, you could see even when he was pulling that truck out there, he was having to really, really psych himself up to go over the line. Yeah. 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 This. the, The photography in this episode was amazing that scene and then the scene where he actually does leave the stadium in the truck and it's um they flash to the the scene of him in the water or somebody's mm-hmm. in the water and it, the water is just like roiling boiling oh yes yeah 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 when and, the uh, dam had exploded yeah it's very turbulent yep that was a really cool shot yeah 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 you can't tell if it's fire or water in a way yeah, yeah. but you see the guy just kind of floating with his arms and legs yep. flailing about 
Yeah, I thought, you know, they, they're doing some really cool stuff with the camera angles and so forth in this. I even thought one, I, it's, you know, totally very small little thing, but it, but it impressed me the, the, the way they used the camera was when um, they went into that um, deserted town and Strand was knocking on the pharmacy door. And you saw the camera was on him, and then the camera pans over, and all of a sudden yes. the door slams open, and Strand yeah, and comes walking jumping in. through. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought the way the camera angle was was just kind of flowed over was really yep. cool. It almost it looked like the door pushed the camera out of the way. Yeah, yeah. And oh, then right. he like went in. Yeah, it was very cool. And then when he's like announcing how they're, you know, oh this place is picked clean. They even took the light bulbs, and you're like again, you got that aerial view of it, and yeah. you're just hearing him over the radio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They yeah. split up around Super the town. Cool. And that's one of the things that makes me excited about this season. Because I feel like the whole, I don't know, the air of this series has changed. They're taking on a more sophisticated mm-hmm. approach Well, they're, well, they're the definitely story. more artistic. Yeah. In some respects. I mean, it's definitely, they're getting more artistic with the camera work. And and that is the one of the things, like I said last time, that is the one of the things that has really appealed to me with Preacher, is I love yeah. the artistic way that they use the cameras yeah. in yeah. the in that show, and the music for that matter. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, and I, and I think they're bringing some of that into this. You know, Kim, you were talking last week about the fact you were worried that it felt a little bit too much like a Walking Dead episode. Mm-hmm. It still does not feel like a Walking Dead episode to me. This one did not. Well, even the last one. I just did not, I didn't feel, I felt that it was unique. It wasn't, Mm -hmm. it wasn't like last season's Walking Dead. I mean, uh, Fear of the Walking Dead. But Mm -hmm. it wasn't like the Walking Dead either. It was like a, it was like a new beast. It was like you had taken last year's and melded it with the Preacher um, and, and moved into this season. And, and it's a nice mix. I think it's really working well. Not that, you know, season three was great. You know, that's the one thing. I mean, you know, it's funny. I, you know, people, when I talk to people about this show, you know, I tell them, you know, I said, you could start with this season and look at it as a standalone. I said, it's but, true. but go back and watch season three. It was worth watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good. And that's one thing that, that people have been commenting about was that I love season three. The first two episodes of this season have been great. I just hope they measure up to what happened in season three. Right. Right. Yeah, because they people enjoyed it that much. Mm-hmm. I think they will surpass through season three. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's nothing right now that leads me to think anything but that. I'm I'm incredibly impressed with this. I am too. I'm very pleasantly surprised, and I'm very excited. And it's That's light years I'm, better than what's going on with The Walking Dead right now. But after what happened in the first episode, I so want to see like what's going on with the other three characters. I mean, yeah, we mm-hmm. got like a little hint of it at the very end, which I was disappointed that that was such a short little snippet of like, okay, let's go check out where you got that other banner. Yeah, I think uh, I but, think the story. I'm, the, I'm excited before, to see what's going on. Yeah, I think the before yeah. story is going to linger for a little while. There's there's a lot to be told there. Um, so we probably will get, you know, some of the of the. Uh, new stuff but probably not a ton i mean we'll see them go find out where where uh um you know al and them found that flag so we'll go Mm -hmm. find out and they'll start getting into the story with that but uh um i definitely think you know the two two timelines will converge well that's what i'm wondering is if they're gonna do something very similar to what they did this time for the rest of the season like i can see them doing 
both timelines mm-hmm. in the same episode mm-hmm. for a while because people want to see Morgan, mm-hmm. but right. we also need to figure out how they got to Morgan. Well, we and don't want so to lose... keep Mel yeah. mysterious, but they're going to give you little snippets of clues at the very end almost. In a way. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, yeah, I don't think they want us to lose touch with those three in their, in their right. super truck. They're very so, important. Right. So they'll, they'll Scott keep... Scott loves that truck. The truck's awesome. So they'll keep coming back to that stuff. Um, but there's, you know, we got to get to the point where we find, you know, Alicia and them showing up as desperados. And really in rough shape, so something's got to go down with the with the uh, stadium there to get them to that point. Right, and when we do see them, and we don't like see we, Madison with them either. That's what I was going to say. We don't see Madison. We don't see Naomi. Mm-hmm. Um, so what happened with those two? There's a lot of unanswered questions. Yep, I think like, like you speculated before, though I don't see Madison leaving home base out on searches for stuff. Yeah, but I don't. They no, look they like look they're desperate. desperate. Yeah, I was gonna say they looked very desperate. That that at first when I saw them, I thought maybe they were just you know being highwaymen well, and stealing whatever they need to. But no, they, they look like they did say you are part of the vultures though at that point, which means that the vultures were not gone. Right. Right. So they're still in their lives. Right. They're yeah, on some, the. They seem like they're on the way. run. They're on the run. Well, you know. they, to me, it looked like maybe they were desperate. They were out looking for supplies, going then taking them back. I, I don't know to I where think, their their base was. I don't think they had left it yet. I don't know. I, I I kind of still I kind of have a feeling, and you know, of course, all this is strictly total speculation. But I have a feeling mm-hmm. that they're out of the stadium at that point. Well, my speculation generally is better than yours. So mm. <laughs> you're right. Um, I, you're I speculate right. that it is. <laughs> and I speculate you could be right. Ooh, that's, that's a hit against me then, isn't it? Yes. Mm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> Are you guys ready for a break real quick? Sure. Yeah, let's go ahead and take a break. We'll be back in a minute. The first thing I remember knowing was a lonesome whistle blowing and a youngin's dream of growing up to ride on a freight train leaving town not knowing where i'm bound and no one can change my mind but mama tried one and only rebel child from a family meek and mild my mama's all right we're back hey i gotta ask one question about the episode it was a it was a it was a brief scene. I didn't know what the hell it implied. Um, but Strand had a really soulful look at a stone in his hand when he was standing at the gate near the beginning. What was that about? Yeah. They um they actually talked about that on the Talking Dead afterwards, which we had to sit through that horrible TV show to get through that. <laughs> I never yes. made it. The, the, oh, ba- the bad the show. Bad I mean, lands. The Badlands. Oh, my God. Yes. Just go away already. Anyways, yeah. Everybody was kung fu fighting. They, Chris Hardwick and those guys, explained that that little piece of stone was from the dam. Oh. And that he kept a piece of it as a reminder of the bad stuff that he had done to his friends, to Madison and his friends, as a way to remind him to not ever go down that road again. Yeah. And to remember what the good things in his life were. Because, yeah, when we left, like, his whole outlook on the dam was that it, it could be uh, a resource for himself, right? And he was going to try and 
would do whatever he could to like get rid of those people and take it take over yeah. himself. He was basically stabbing Madison and those guys in the back okay. with that. Okay. That whole Yeah, it definitely is haunting him because he did have that discussion with Lucy about that. And, you know, Lucy, you know, because he did never ask Madison why she took him back. And, you know, and Lucy's kind of like, well, why don't you ask her? You yeah, know, and he's kind of like, yeah, but he's kind of like, I don't know if I want to open that can of worms. You know? Yeah. It, they have a lot of baggage. I think they all have a lot of baggage, it seems like, about that whole episode. Right. Right. They need to get over it in order I to do, I on. did like when they, the, the scene where they were in the, in the truck and they were talking about this guy, I guess that that's really attracted to Strand. Oh yeah. And, I forgot about that. Yeah. And, and the girl was like, oh, come on, just go have a drink with him, you know? And he's like, nope, Madison's the only one I drink with. Yeah. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting. Yeah. The... Strand's got an admirer. He does. What's up with that? That was right before Mel and them showed up. Right, and they were pushing the the. Uh, that was before tr- they found Naomi. Oh well. Yeah, when it was went, continued. Strand, the yeah, conversation was continued. Was continued yeah. Exactly. The, the, uh, yeah. 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 Which that line, <laughs> that line when they were first leaving the stadium, and Luciana was trying to get in touch with uh, Nick and Strand, and she couldn't, and Nick and Strand was in the back seat, and he goes, and so ends our broadcast day. Oh yeah, that was good. <laughs> that was good. Because <laughs> he had just told him how the turnips were. Messed up. And yeah. she's like, do you want us to get some pesticides? And That's then, right. Yeah. Then they were out so of range. A broadcast day. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> All right. Well, how, I'll tell you what. You guys want to hit hit some misses? See what we got? I think so. Yep. Yes. Uh, Kim, you want to roll us out? What do you got for a okay. hit? So my hit, I only have one this time. My hit is Jenna Elfman. I love her new character, Naomi. She is completely different than Dharma from Dharma and Greg back in the day. <laughs> oh, she's been in much more than Dharma and Greg. Well, I know nothing okay. of any other things well, that she's been in. At least in. you admit it. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I see what you did there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I will edit that perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, I think she she's she is bringing a little bit of humor to that character. Very subtle humor so far, um, but I like the the how she interacts with Madison, especially. Um, and then I just like everything that her character is bringing to it. And I'm very curious as to where she came from. And she's a nurse. Yeah. And oh, and yeah, and she's interested. She's talking about um, you know it's been a long time that she, since she's, she's ever called. Anywhere anything home yeah yeah and so she she's also, obviously been out and about on her own for a long yeah, time yeah and i thought so it was interesting she when she was talking to nick and nick was asking her all these questions you know and he's like you know what kind of nurse are you and she was like last question and then she said i was yeah. an er nurse so she's yeah, exactly. hiding Why? stuff too yeah you know she's got she's got something in her background and i have uh, based on the way she reacted to uh madison it has to have something to do with kids um, well, yeah, because Madison asked her or told right. her, like, we found a little girl and her name is Charlie. Does that ring a bell or something like that? And she's she, she acted like she had a story to tell about a child. But she, she just said did not want to go there. Right, she, she, said, said, she said, please stop. Yeah, she yeah. almost acted like it was being used against her in a way. Well, mm-hmm. I think and, it was um, just a memory that she was fighting. But I mean, can you imagine that, though, like being on your own that long, running across a group and all of a sudden trying to then put your trust in them because I'm sure mm-hmm. whoever you've run across is just scavenging or trying to get stuff off of it. It's like, you know, when we watch that, um, the uh, red machete stuff and you yes. see the red machete being passed around and it's just, 
it's a dirt bag after dirt bag taking advantage of people, like trying to, you know, get whatever resources you can. Mm-hmm. So to actually trust that what people are saying that they'll actually take care of you or there's a place you can go that's safe, it's like, you know, when you've been on your own that long, there's no way you can trust anybody. Right. Right. It'd be very hard. Yep. Yep. Very cool. Stu, right. what, how about a hit? Uh, my hit was that the the fact that now we are in baseball territory, <laughs> baseball season, mm-hmm. and we're mm-hmm. carrying the baseball theme yeah. into Fear the Walking Dead. Nice. Yes. Nice. So our hit Very and miss point. still applies. Our hit and miss still applies. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. No, uh, I, I love the, the little baseball reference. You know, she's building something in the dugout, and she they're using the you know the pitching machine to shoot. You know, Bombs. rocket baseballs out, out. Yeah, I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. It. it was cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. And it carries over the whole Negan theme of the baseball bat. I mm-hmm. wish someone was playing the organ, though, <laughs> instead of them <laughs> using, well, just using Merle Haggard. They had the announcer. They did have the announcer. That was good. Yeah, you're right. That was that's true. <laughs> that was a good touch. Yeah. They still have the TVs up. Did you see that? When they were eating breakfast, they still had the TVs up in the yeah, in the, little eating in the lounge. area. Uh, yeah. On okay. the ceilings. Okay. Yeah. And they're yeah they're using their rooms are actually the, the box suites. seats yeah, yeah the, the box, box seats. seats which, which is were great. very posh mm-hmm. of course I don't know where they got the beds from yeah I wondered that too and, well, uh, yeah, and actually when you looked at Strand's room I was like man he was shopping because mm-hmm. well, there, there was communities around there I'm sure they went and scavenged I uh, know but he had like all like the modern furniture and stuff and mm-hmm. I was like wow. Yeah. It's a lot of effort. He needs to hang out with Jadis. It's a lot of effort when you got dead people walking around the parking lot. That's all True. I'm saying. It is a lot True. of effort. That's a very good point. You have point. survival on your mind and, you know. But, you know, mm-hmm. strands, yeah. What about you, Scott? Um, believe it or not, my hit was Madison. Um, cool. I really thought I, I liked her character in this. Uh, I kind of was wondering if they would make her more angry and so forth, but instead they kind of went with a more benevolent um mm-hmm character and but she was still definitely in charge and she still had that hard edge i mean that was pretty ballsy to go walking out to talk to mel and the vultures Mm. out there in the parking lot like that you know i mean that's that was badass and and i thought that was really cool and she didn't back down from it at all so i really like that but i also like the fact that she really cared enough about the kid and so forth to try to be trying to reach her and the same with uh same with um, Jen Elfman's character, that she really was reaching out to people. And, and even Strand joked with her, you know, he said, so what kind of person did we rescue this time? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Which I found was kind of a weird scene when Naomi's sitting right there. Right. I know. Right. And they're like, so who is this person? Like, what? Right. My name's exactly. Naomi. <laughs> if I had to pick another hit, it would have been Madison, actually. Mm-hmm. I yeah. agree with you. I think... Her character is she's smiling a lot more this mm-hmm. season. Mm-hmm. She seems more genuine. She seems more loving, mm-hmm. more caring. Well, I think they always try to portray her portray her as more as quiet and contemplating like stuff that was going on, like right. thinking about the next move. But she never really acted quite so much. And anytime mm-hmm. she did act, it would just be like the tough side of her right. coming out, you know. Yeah. And now it's like you're seeing. Okay, someone that's actually relating to people. Yeah. Well, they were they, you know, they so, tried to force the the uh, the real emotional stuff on her character 
in the previous seasons that Kim Dickens really just wasn't pulling it off, you know, yep. with crying and stuff like that. It just wasn't working for her. But they're letting Madison just be um, what Kim Dickens is making Madison. And, yes. And I think that, that, that uh, it's fitting her. It's fitting the actor better now. I agree. Mm-hmm. And She's uh, like coming into her own now. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully that's a trend that will continue. But yeah. that, that was my hit for the show. How about a miss, Kim? You know, uh, surprisingly, I do not have a miss. Wow. There wasn't anything in this episode that I did not like. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm excited to see next week's. Cool. Stu? My only miss, and it's actually back to the baseball thing, was when she was down there building that thing in the in the dugout. Because yeah. I kept thinking, why the dugout? Of all places, there's got to be like back of house area rooms that you could build a place. Why has it got to be the dugout that they're going to... Well, maybe all the maybe, poor girl. Maybe everything else is taken up. But the problem you and have with the, the dugout... What the hell is she nailing into? She's like nailing into pipes. <laughs> you know, you can't no. nail into... She was building Stuart a framework of wood. very <laughs> upset about the whole nailing thing. He's brought that up several she times. She was working on the one nail for uh, like an hour. And it was like, come on. Like... Well... <laughs> 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 and I, yeah, I did. She was building a framework, and but it was like, I mean, come on, it just seemed like it was silly <laughs> not thing. the way you would have done the, it, Stu. And in the entire stadium, there were there's so much other area that's underground that that they could be building a mm-hmm. room for somebody mm-hmm. to be staying in. Well, and there's more protective. Yeah, there's and the dugout's got to be nasty. There. There's four forty seven people there, so well, that's the other side of it. Where are all these other people? Right, right. That actually was was. Uh, you know, yeah, I was kind of scratching my head about that a little bit. Because you saw the other two leader people, mm-hmm. right? Which I'm assuming is a couple, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, but you didn't really see the other people, right? So yeah, yeah. But even though they those those two, they were later arrivals though, because they even had to remember they were talking about the fact that they had to go out and find the the, the guy. The guy. Yeah. 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 So, right. you know, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Um, my miss was, you know, I, my miss is not really a miss. It's, it's a hope that there, that the, um, vultures turn out to be a really interesting group, not just the savior lights. Um, interesting, good or bad. Yes. Whatever it may be, but something interesting, something different. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, that's valid. Yeah. So, you know, I can't say it's really a miss, but it's. It's a hope that it won't be a miss, I guess, for me. Yeah, yeah it, would, it would suck if they were, like, just super weak and they are able to just, like, get rid of them really quickly. And they just sat in their chairs drinking beer the whole time? Yeah. That would be weak. Yeah. I mean, just, yeah, the fact there's this buildup of these guys were out there doing so much work, like, trapping all these other right. dead. What did they call them? They called they them a different name for them. The past or something like that, or... Ugh, that kills me. Yeah, it was, do you think it was they have a? Do you think they have... Like, do you think the flags could be some sort of marker for themselves, too, so they could use those dead that they've collected as a weapon later on? I mean, anything's possible. I mean, to me, it's like, that's what we did, kind of thing, you know? like. But, I mean, like, they obviously cleared out the town. I mean, I guess that's what we're assuming, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that's why we don't see any That's why they're all in the the, uh, oil tankers. That was oh, all of them from the true. town. 457. Okay, gotcha. Right. Okay, yeah. But yet yeah, there's no one else alive in the town. Right. So why are they doing all that? Right. Like, what's the point? And then they blew well, up no, the Well, no, but camp. there were people. There were people. And that's what he was talking about. He was talking about the fire that happened that killed a lot of the people. Yeah. 
you know, and he was one thing I could not figure out. He knew he knew how it happened with the valve that yeah. set off the tanker. But I he tried to warn them. Yeah, but I couldn't quite tell if he was being sarcastic by saying he tried to warn them or they caused it. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's yes. what it like, goes back to my original thought is like, well, are they going in and sabotaging these people or are they, you know, are they right. just actually, like he said, waiting for things to happen? I think they have to have a hand in some of that. I would say so, too. I mean, you could wait a hell of a long time for somebody to get to the desperate point or death Right. So I would think they would want to speed that process up a lot. And if you're sitting there with people watching you the entire time while you're dying off, yeah, you're going to start taking out on those people. Right. So right. I mean, there's going to be some sort of confrontation right. at some point. Yeah, yeah. And I think that they're, they're, they know that. Um, I, yeah, the more and more I think of it, the more and more I think that they planted the weevils. They had to, yeah. they had to escalate the situation in there. Um, yeah, so, I agree. Yeah. I, I think you're right. But... We shall see. All right, Scott, we have a lot of listener comments My tonight. goodness, do we ever. Yeah, we do. Seth Tillman said, Love the before-after as well as the stadium life. Nick's PTSD is really interesting as well as Madison's wanting to save everyone. I also liked the new villains. Even if the little spy girl was sort of telegraphed, can't wait to tell <laughs> next week when the new cast is, is finally one... And I still want season eight debate with Scott. He wants a, he wants a season eight debate with you because he does not agree with you. Obviously, yeah. I, think, I don't <laughs> think he agreed with you on the the fight, right? Like on the all out war part. No. Yeah. I, you I, said you wanted more uh-huh. fighting. I wanted a spectacle. I wanted I, a spectacle. Damn it! I paid for a spectacle. I wanted a spectacle. I told Seth he needs to watch out because you are a master debater. I am. <laughs> I am. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You are I went my to flower. school for that. <laughs> you are my flower at Rennie eighty nine from Twitter said very good beginning of the season. I enjoy it for sure. Hope the whole season to be so good as the season before. Can't wait for the next episode. Nice. Mama Sarah at Mama Sarah AC twenty one said I think Nick's PTSD is an interesting aspect. When those truck lights popped on, I about peed myself a little. I was surprised <laughs> to see that Charlie was a little spy. You know, I about peed myself, too. That was a really good scene. <laughs> I didn't pee imagine, myself, but, or even come well, close to peeing myself, but it was a good scene. Imagine if you had been outside in that same scene, mm-hmm. and you're just trucking along, literally, and all of a sudden, yeah. and Luciana's like, a bed in the truck now! I would have shit myself. You, you didn't. You didn't have her accent then when you did that, Kim. No, I did not. Abandon the truck now. I didn't see anything <laughs> that that clued her off to that. She was just like, "Get out of there." Well, well she, she saw. saw she saw the movement. She saw the trucks before they put their lights on. She could tell they were coming. So yes, yeah, Scott. Whatever. Hey, shutty. <laughs> uh, Mary, the Italian bartender, said ten. Yes, she, <laughs> she loved the episode. Yep. Fan Mom off Twitter at Fan Mom AF said, "I'm wondering if Madison feels guilty about Troy and is trying to atone for it by saving people now. They had such a weird relationship. I know. I, I hadn't thought about that. A, that's that's such yeah. a relationship that's just still kind of hanging out there in the wind. Like we don't mm. know what was going on. Yeah, we still well, have I, no okay. idea if someone was manip- or who was manipulating who in that and and what was yeah. going on with that with that whole thing." Well, okay, here we talk about 
stuff that happened with um, Nick on the dam. You know, mm-hmm. things that are happening, you know, like things mm-hmm. that we're getting clued into what happened and his own trauma. And he doesn't want to deal with walkers anymore. He doesn't want to go outside of his gardening area, which is kind of weird because that's like what Rick did. Right. Yeah. In the prison. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you've also got um, Strand, who's rubbing the rock, which has something to do with the dam as well. Yet, really, they haven't dealt with anything about the dam. Yeah. Right now, we're more worried about what happened between the dam and and now right? Mm-hmm. than we are about what even happened at the dam. So is that ba- good or bad? Because honestly, I don't really care all that much about what happened at the dam. Well, we like, I, I right. assume they just well, got away. bad because it's got to rear its ugly head at some point. But, I mean, there's obviously a lot of, like, <laughs> mental baggage yeah. dealing sure. with the dam. But there's Stuart, there's obviously also, you know, Madison has insinuated it quite a few times that they all got separated, and it took them a while to get back together again. And it was traumatic getting back together again. So mm-hmm. there's a lot more to that story that okay. went on. So, yeah, you know, I mean, I think what happened at the dam will be very impactful. I do, too, and I think that Nick came face-to-face with death mm-hmm. and with the death of his entire family during that whole scene. Um, and I think that really threw him for a loop because, you know, he was... Here he is as the drug addict, not really caring what happens to himself or and thinks, like, his mom is just a pain in the ass, basically, about the whole drug thing. He puts himself out there and, and travels among the dead not really caring what happens to himself. And I think which this is was... Which is his high. Which yeah. Is his, yeah, like right. his adrenaline boost. I, I still, think this was the kick in the pants he needed to get himself straight. Somehow, Kim, I suspect there's more to it. I suspect something happened to him after the dam that Madison saved him from. Because uh, you remember, she mentioned, she said, you weren't you weren't there when... You didn't see him when I found him. Right. So, yeah. so I think something even more drastic than the dam happened to him. And well, he... He obviously feels guilty about something. He hooked up with like a heroin den somewhere. I don't know. I mean, I just think he feels guilty about one having to push the button to make the dam explode. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, because he, he was committing he was committing that. suicide at that point. Yeah, right. Like he was killing himself at that point. So, uh, yeah, I mean, and then he went through the trauma of not, you know, like almost dying, mm-hmm. which probably woke him him up to what it actually meant to die. Right. Um. Yeah, and then we don't we don't even talk about the fact that here we are in a baseball stadium. Yes. And last season, what was their main storehouse that they would go to get stuff? Another stadium, wasn't it? Yes. Yes, yeah, that was right. the market was. Right. Yeah, the you're market right. was in another stadium. Well, think so about that's... it. Stadiums would be very easy to defend. Yes, I don't would. know, would they? Yeah, they're yeah. enclosed. There's they're enclosed and you can yeah, see they're enclosed, off. but I mean there are fences that are relatively easy to get over. Yeah, but you can enclose areas. You can cut off areas that, of entry. They you have know? huge doors, the you know, the garage type know, doors. It's, just, that it's close a pretty them off and... large perimeter. Mm-hmm. I agree with you that the you have you have there's a higher advantage. You know, you can get up higher and yeah. see people coming yeah, and all that kind of stuff. You you generally have a large open area around it, mm-hmm. so you're going to see people from a distance when they're coming. Exactly. Uh, but you you definitely have a certain have to have a certain amount of people to be able to defend something like that. Without a doubt, but, without a doubt. But yeah. it does have it's a lot a of ready made walls, you know. It and, is right. It is mm-hmm. a keep. All right, Molly Z at Zeminski Six said, "Shocked about Mel and the Vultures." 
Yeah. Shocked. Why are you shocked? Really? You got an easy one to read on that one. I mean, they're cool. I'm not shocked. I think they're they're fucking awesome. Well, oh, I mean, they're, was, they were a little shocking. They yeah, they were a little shocking. Okay, shocking in the way that they showed up. Well, and, and again, also, Kim, you know, it's kind of what I was saying. There's a little bit of me that was shocked that that came into play already. Yeah. I kind of thought so that the, the bad guys yeah. might linger a little bit before we get our, our bad guys for the season. Um, yeah, I mean, especially coming off of Negan's saviors and stuff. I guess that's true. And also with the fact that we've got so much story to tell already, just in how they got to get got there to the stadium and 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 then later on. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay. So, I don't know. Be shocked. Be shocked. Be shocked. David Valentin said, "Love that this show has plausible scenarios rather than comic book ridiculousness." I couldn't agree more. I I think he's <laughs> definitely. Made that made that a lot better. Yeah, David is not happy with The Walking Dead. Yeah. No, he's not. He's not. I join him. I know. At Devane Devane of Twitter said, So the vultures probably use walkers for, ra- for surround settlements, but why are they counting them? Is it a census year? It's very strange. That's a, a good point. Year. That is a good point. Yeah. Why are they counting them? Well, it's kind of, I mean, I don't know. That's what I was kind of saying. Is it like a device to use later on to defend them? Or is it like a trophy? could say tons of walkers. It could say smattering of walkers. (laughs) Why does it have to be a number of walkers? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a lot easier to, to do. Than and who was sta- and they did a census evidently. <laughs> Cuz 457, that's a pretty exact number for a lot of walkers. Yeah. That's a good point. Who was doing all the counting for yeah. God's sakes? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I guess someone was good sitting on top point. of one of the barrels as they went through the hole counting them. 1 2 3 out. Four, they had one of those five. clicker things uh-huh. as they walked up the stairs they were clicking it. It was the it was the bicycle guy. Yeah. Definitely. Totally. He was the counter. Yeah. Maybe he used to be a carny. Maybe he did. And he's got a he's got a clicker. I hope he he's has a ticket taker. I hope he has an English accent. Oh my. Yeah, you're just, okay, yeah. Getting way too detailed with your guessing <laughs> here. Your speculation. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it used to be an umpire. Uh, Back to the baseball thing. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. All right. Yes. <laughs> he could have also been a ticket taker at the end. Oh, okay, please. never mind. All right. All right, I'll keep going. <laughs> Paige Vaughn said, I was glad to see more of our OG cast this episode. I liked how pieces of what happened since we last saw them were sprinkled in. I'm intrigued to know more about what happened to Nick causing this PTSD. Also, what happened between the before and now since Nick was out with the gang when they came upon Morgan, Al, and John Dory? I feel like the new group is too similar to the Saviors. Hopefully they're not replicating that storyline and go their own way. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, and I yeah, I they just are. can't I see that they, they would are. be. I really can't. Mm-hmm. I mean, they would be called out on that so much if it just turned out to be just a saviors type group. And, and yeah, I would be really surprised if that's how it turns out being. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, Emmeline Veltkamp, things are going to get more entertaining on fear. Circus du Soleil showed up on your front gate, and dare I say, Madison was marginally less irritating. That's what I said. Yeah, she's like more happier now, and it's uh-huh. it's more believable for these last for this episode. We didn't see her last time, but um, yeah, she's a much better better character. And Cirque du Soleil, that's hilarious. Yes, yes, yes. very good. So, <laughs> Mark Lavarnway had a good insight. He said Charlie is a perfect example of why you pinch babies' heads off when they're born. <laughs> 
The baseball stadium is awesome. It will keep the walkers out, but not the stench. Kind of like when they legalized weed in California during the World Series, the stoners were trapped outside the gates, but their stench really screwed my Texas Rangers. (laughs) I'm sorry, Mark. That's terrible. Yeah, I don't think the Rangers ever had a chance for the World Series. (laughs) (laughs) Not after George W. Even even if they weren't stoned. All right. Well, at least you could have a good time hanging out by the gates. That's right. Stadium full of fun. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Winning and losing, who cares at that point? (laughs) Makes those hot dogs taste better. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All 12 of them you eat. That's right. All right. We have just one little bit of news, and this is a spoiler for the Fear of the Walking Dead series. What? What? So if you do not want to hear this, fast forward about a minute or so. So... Reuben Blades, we have not seen his character yet, yes. right? And Scott, I think you are one of the people who said, oh, he's been killed off, right? Yeah. He's killed off in the dam explosion. Um, but apparently that's not the case, and we will be seeing him again. In fact, it was said by one of the co-showrunners, Andrew Shambliss, said that he would actually show up in the Walking Dead world... Hmm. So we don't know if he's going to show up in The Walking Dead or Fear the Walking Dead. Could go either way. Hmm. Um, Interesting. But what we do know is we all know that he Well, we know he will have a Scarface because he had part of it chewed off last time. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, I forgot about that. Yep. You're right. He ain't going to be pretty. That's right. He can hang out with Um, Dwight. (laughs) Yes. They could be besties. He could. With his knotted cheese face. Exchange makeup stories about how to cover that up. Mm Mm-hmm. That's, yes. yes. That's what you were thinking, right? I was. (laughs) Um, But in real life, we all know, I think, that Reuben Blades is a very popular um, Latino musician. Um, It's so popular, in fact, that he just won the Latin Grammy for Album of the Year. Nice. Best Salsa album and Best Tropical Latin album. So he's been like super busy with his music career, and I think that's one of the reasons why we have not seen him. Mm-hmm. They're kind of just letting him do his thing. And um, then he's supposed to be back, but we don't know when. We don't know if it's going to be this season or if he's going to show up in The Walking Dead's next season or what's going to happen. So, do you think his so ne- don't his... write him off yet. Okay. Do you think his last name is really Blades? He says it's Blades. You don't think it's like Wonkowski or something like that? It's it's Blades. But, but if, yeah, it's... I mean, like, yeah, if you know Spanish, it would be Blades. But he, on the even on The Talking Dead, he said Blades, so. Okay. Sounds cooler that way. Especially since he's, like, um, filleting people mm-hmm. on Fear the Walking Without Dead. Without a doubt. I am yeah. Ruben Blades. <laughs> Have you seen my Blades? Excuse yes. me while I whip this out. Ah! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where are the white women at? <laughs> I'll probably have to cut that out because I was not talking about Ruben Blades at all. Yeah, that really probably won't fit very well. <laughs> but it deals with Texas, so. Yeah. Ooh. Hmm. All right, so I go to the next week. Blazing Saddles. It was Blazing yeah, Saddles. Week. Come on now. That's right. <laughs> There, there, big fellow. It's just a man and a horse being hung. <laughs> All right. So next week on Fear the Walking Dead, season four, episode three. Good out here. Madison and Morgan try to help Nick find inner peace. 
A quest for revenge exacts its toll on the group. Hmm. Hmm. Revenge. Interesting. I don't know what that means. I don't either. Whose revenge? And is it now or in the past? Hmm. That no idea. is the question. That is. Yeah. We'll find out. We'll find out. Very good. Looking forward to it. I'm psyched up. All right. So if you guys would like to write to us, you can reach us at fearmepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at fearmepodcast and on Facebook at facebook.com slash fearmepodcast. And you can download our episodes from your favorite podcasting site. Thanks for listening. Good night. Good night, everybody. what I do. <laughs> I ruin things for people. <laughs> <laughs>